Welcome back to the Aging Project Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Craft, and together, my friends, we're on a mission to age well, bloody well, if I'm being honest. Let's be real, though. We all need guidance when it comes to aging well, and that's why we've gathered the best possible support team for us. No topic is off limits, and I promise to ask all the right questions, your questions. Before we dive in, don't forget to join our growing community of women from around the world. Sign up at theagingproject.com.au and become part of the Aging Project community. You'll gain access to our treasure trove of podcast episodes, our free five-day morning challenge, and did you know we now have an online store called You Must Try It? It includes products we've discovered from our podcast guests and community. Think low-tox skincare, low-tox makeup, supplements, and more. You'll only find products we've tried, tested, and we love at youmusttryit.com. Are you ready to begin today's episode? Alrighty, let's do it. It all comes down to self-worth, self-respect, and then self-wealth will follow from that. But you're never going to be able to attract the kind of wealth you desire until you believe you deserve it and you believe it's possible. It all starts with the belief. I'm very aware it's taken us a long time to arrive at the topic of money here at The Aging Project and it got me thinking, as women, do we actually avoid this topic? The truth is, if we're living longer, and you know my goal is 120, then this is going to have some serious financial implications, which each of us need to know how much money we need to live our lives. But when it comes to money, where do you begin? Because I know it can feel totally overwhelming. And if you're anything like me, your brain automatically switches off when it has anything to do with facts, figures, dollars, numbers in general. I am hopeless, even at year five maths, which I'm trying to help my daughter with. But fear not, we have found Julia, who is ready to get us thinking and feeling empowered about money. Like everything we do here, this is about baby steps. So we're not sorting your financial plan today, but we are going to start thinking about it and hopefully moving in the right direction. Julia, I'd love our listeners to leave today's conversation perhaps with a new mantra about their finances. Um, If you can help us with this, this would be great. Of course, you are from Love, Luck, Wealth. Yes. And I'm thinking it has a lot of these elements that need to go into this mantra, Love, Luck and Wealth, um, to make it come to fruition. Yes, sure. I can come up with one of them straight away. That My favourite is I am financially abundant. And um, the reason we say it as if it's already happened is because we want to embody that feeling because in order to attract more of that into our life, like attracts like. So if you can um, get comfortable with the feeling of what it would feel like to be financially abundant now, then you're going to be aligning with that vibration more in the future. God, it's making me feel warm and fuzzy already. Shall we do this? I am financially (laughs) abundant. I am financially abundant. I am financially abundant. Yes, that does feel good. That yes. really does Can feel you good. Feel it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do you think do you think it's possible? Obviously you do, to be financially well. Yes. Well, like I think a lot of people don't understand that they are more much better off than they actually think they are. Like if you look at it, the whole world, um, 
everyone in Australia here, we're already way above the poverty line. Like we're actually living wealthy lives, so to speak, already compared to the rest of the world. So it starts with what is happening in your life now and seeking out the um, abundance that is already in your life. You know, you have your arms and legs, you have um, people who love you in your life, you have um, the ability to make money. You're already way ahead. You're already abundant. And it's just going from there. So find a way to believe that statement at first. And then um, as you say it more, you will become more and more um, aligned with it. And you'll start seeing opportunities because you're already thinking that you're abundant. And this to me is the biggest thing anyone can do to improve their financial position is to start feeling that it is possible for them. To have you on our team, I feel like we're already off the starting blocks. We have our mantra, we're ready to go. Where did your love or passion for money and wealth come from? Was it from um, something that's happened to you that gave yeah. you a fear that you weren't financially abundant? Yes. Well, like uh, I, I'm finance professional and I went through a divorce, right? I didn't see it coming. I don't think many people do see it coming. And um, I was in a period of great stress, especially financially, because I had taken time out to look after my children. Um, they were very young at the time. And then I realized that, you know, what was I going to do, right? And anyone else would say, oh, well, she has a finance career and she's got qualifications, just go straight into that. But that's easier said than done. When you're in stress and um, like in this depression, so to speak, you don't think clearly. There's been lots of studies done on why um, there's this circular pattern for people in lower socioeconomic backgrounds because they are surrounded by things that are a lot more stressful, right? And they're constantly worrying about where money is going to come from. And we only have so much bandwidth in our brain to, you know, think about things and make decisions. And when that's constantly taking up, taken up with, you know, where's my next dollar coming from, it reduces your ability to make decisions clearly. So this, it happened to me, right? And I couldn't make a decision to save my own life. And I felt like I had no options. That's that feeling of being stuck. And, you know, when I look back on it now, of course I had options. But when you're in it in the time, you get so immersed in those negative feelings of it's pointless and, and nothing's going to work out that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I started to um, just really think about how I can get myself out of this hole. And this is when I came across um, all of the mindset techniques and the energy work, so to speak, of things like Feng Shui. And I thought, right, I need to apply this to my life and to lift my vibration. And then I can use all these skills that I have to make more money. And that's exactly what happened. Amazing things started happening to me when I started lifting my vibe mentally. Um, so many great opportunities just landed in my life lap um, avalanches of money came to me from unexpected places and I thought why are we combining this with traditional finance like why it's like when with the medical profession ignoring um, your mindset and your state of mind on on the on 
you know, your health. It's the same with money. Why aren't we integrating this more um, touchy-feely side of money with the analytical, more masculine side, so to speak, um, and coming at it from both angles? I think this is a much more feminine way to do money, and this is where we as women can add value to this whole financial system is just changing it up a little bit. This is sounding absolutely crazy to me because you're right I've always thought of finance it's it's facts it's figures it's numbers on a page but you're saying if we change our mindset towards that which is as you say your more holistic um touchy-feely side we can transform the way we deal with money Oh, most definitely. And especially this is the case for women because um, women actually use both sides of their brain, the creative side and the analytical side when they make decisions. We're, we're not like men. We're slightly different, which makes us all unique, right? So if it makes sense that especially for women, if you're going to integrate that mindset side and your belief systems with the analytical side, magic is going to happen. Think doors are going to open. You're going to see synchronicities come into your life. You're going to see opportunities because that reticular activating system, that filter that we have going on in life, you know, to, to filter all the information coming at us all day long and, you know, so we can process what's going on around us, that's going to be more focused on income producing rather than lack because we have changed, you know, the way what we focus on grows as eventually. Like that's what it all comes down to. This is seriously exciting, Julia, because I'm also imagining or knowing from experience <laughs> that a lot of our beliefs when it comes to money and finance, are um, hereditary. You know, they're, they're the way that our grandparents grew up and our parents grew up and, and raised us and that sort of leads into how I guess majority of us would go about running our own budgets and, and daily finances within the household. Um, and and I'm, I'm finding it fascinating to think I can tap into that and actually transform my world. So where do we even begin? What is, what is the mindset that we need for this and how do we put our beliefs that come from our our upbringing behind us and move forward? Well, the first thing is awareness and like uncovering what those beliefs are. And um, this is even more important for women than for men because when you think about it, money is very new for us. And your mother and grandmother and even um, your great-grandmother, they had so many financial traumas in their life. They had so much financial repression going on. And so that can't help but filter into our version of life today and our conditioning. Like you think about movies from like, you know, even up until the the 2000s or 1990s, like it was very rare to see a female heroine in a movie. You know, it was it was always a man solving the situations. All these little um, events in life just compound and stack. And this is why we come up with these beliefs that we're actually not as good with money. And it's not true, right? So uncover where you have these beliefs in your life. Anytime there's a negative um, thought that goes through your mind, um, make an intention to note down what that is and then write it down. You're 42% more likely to reach your goals by like being able to write things down and review them. So by getting your thoughts out onto paper, your brain is paying attention to it more. So if you can write down anytime you come across these negative beliefs, 
then ask yourself the question, where did I first hear this? It's probably from your childhood, like you said, and it's probably not even true, right? So ask yourself, is this actually true? And it's probably not. And how can I disprove this? And if you can do that, like, as often as you can, which will be a lot, right, because we all have negative thoughts and they're all quite circular and they just, they're the same patterns that come through and most of the time they're stealth because you automatically believe them to be true because that's what a belief is. It's just the thought you keep on thinking, but is it? So are you, are you no good at money? How do you know that? Like, you know, if, what could you do to change that? There's so many things you could do, but it all starts with awareness. Okay, so we're becoming aware, we're letting go of the stress because I know that financial stress obviously takes a huge mental toll um, on everybody. We're looking forward to being financially stable. Does this necessarily mean separating our finances from our partner? Is that the best place to start to to get your own independence? Does that mean you have to give up your codependence? Um, I think... Uh, no, you don't have to necessarily separate everything. Um, it's a very personal thing on what works for you and your partner. But the most important thing is that there's transparency. Because a lot of the time, um, you, if you, if you're at home, like I was raising the children for a time, um, I didn't have money coming in, but, and, and I dropped the ball, right? And I shouldn't have because I was a financial professional. I should have known better. I should have kept, um, my finger on the pulse of what's going on in our family financial situation, but I wasn't. And this is the thing, even finance professionals get this emotional side wrong because we, we're just wired to like nurture and trust and just believe that everything's going to work out with somebody that we love. But, um, you know, that's not necessarily the case. Just like you don't leave all the love in a relationship up to one person, you, do, you shouldn't leave all the management of the money um, up to one person either. It's about asking questions, taking part, building a future together. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's so much more powerful when you um, believe in your own self-worth and you um, start taking part. This week's topic of money ties in perfectly with our You Must Try It 15% off sale that is now on. Save yourself money and get your Christmas gifts sorted. Go to youmusttryit.com and give the gift of wellness this year. We would love you to purchase with us this Christmas season. Why, you ask? Well, because the truth is we want our business to become financially abundant so that we can help more women on their aging well journey. 15% off is calculated at the checkout. Sale ends Monday, 27th of November. So where do we begin? Should we be looking at investing differently? Should we be looking at earning differently or, or saving? Or is it a combination of all those things? And, and how do we put that or those goals on paper? Are they separate buckets? Yeah, sure. Well, buckets is a great way to look at it. Um, like there's this, uh, philosophy of, um, the dinner plate theory, so to speak. So if you have a plate, we are wired as humans to eat everything on it, right? We don't want to leave it anything behind. You've got those stories from your grandfather, or at least I do, saying there's starving children in Africa. You have to eat everything on your plate. It's the same with money. Most people put all of their income into one, onto one plate, right? Their, their major account. And 
they're relying on willpower alone to be able to not spend it all at once. And you're going against thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years of, um, you know, the way your brain is wired. And this, this um, self-discipline is actually really difficult. So to me, the easiest thing you can do is if you've got money coming in, uh, silo it into separate accounts and make sure a certain amount is just off the table, put into your savings, your investment, your superannuation, whatever that may be. But don't spend everything and don't tempt yourself to spend everything. That's one good way to look at things. Um, the other big thing that I see um, for anyone trying to manage their money better and get better at managing money is to focus on making more money rather than cutting back expenses because that cutting back expenses moves to your lack mindset that there's not enough, you know, and there's only so much cutting you can do. So you're always limited there. Whereas we forget that our earning potential is unlimited. There is always another way to make money. Just like there's always another pen, there's always another way to make money. And we've just got to stop thinking that, the way we make money is the way we've always made money. There's always another way. You've got to open your mind up. And, you know, that mantra of I am financially abundant, it becomes more and more true the more you allow yourself to believe that it's possible for more money and a new sort of energetic income level to come into your life. So what are some of the most creative ways that you've seen your clients go about making more money. Yes. Well, it all comes back to as well being authentic with what lights you up. You can't go wrong when you follow what lights you up because uh, whatever you're going to be making money at, you need to put time into and you're going to want to spend time on something that you love. Uh, I've been mentoring um, a, a lady who, um, you know, she she used to be in the media and she's just started this um, new business which took her um, a lot of courage to start because she was there was all these stories going that's never going to work out but it's what she really wanted to do when she meditated and got deep into what her desires were so she started this thing called the spiritual book club and so because she followed her dreams and her innermost desire and she had the courage to follow that and set it up right and believe that it was possible to work like within within the first um within the first month she had secured interviews with people like Deepak Chopra, um, Gabby Bernstein, all these amazing people that, you know, you think would be very hard to get interviews with. But this is what I mean. When you, How do you know it's not possible if you haven't tried? It's about trying something different because if you keep doing money the, always, the way you've always done it, you'll get the same results that you've always had. So it's about having the courage to step out of your comfort zone, do something that lights you up. This sounds like the most bizarre conversation to be having with a financial agent or advisor <laughs> like yourself because it is so left of field, Julie. Do you still have obviously um, parameters around how much of your income or your savings that you should be putting into perhaps a startup like that? Like obviously there is some um, strong financial advice to say don't put everything into your new venture, but you're saying, hey, Go for it and more will come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part, it's a very personal thing. 
Um, and you need to, um, if you really do believe that this is possible for you, then back yourself by all means, back yourself for sure. Don't go quitting your day job straight away. Like make sure you, you like maybe ease yourself into it and you have something of a plan before you just throw money at it. But you will need to invest in that. And this is part of what's holding us back is this drama around um, the uncertainty of not knowing whether it's going to work out. But um, I think risk is a price you pay for, you know, a seat at the table with the people making lots of money. You have to believe in yourself and ask yourself, what's the message I'm sending the universe? Am I just accepting what my income level is now or am I willing to try something different? Um, work, work through it as much as you can and um, make a start, right? Because you're never going to know if you don't try. I think there's a big blockage in the mindset. And even though we're on board doing our own thing, I think there's always that thought, particularly in my mind and that of my mother's generation, of leaving something behind for the kids, um, of leaving a legacy possibly or the windfall for the children when I'm gone as long as they have some financial, you know, buffer there that that's a really important thing to do. And then I did see that sort of that transition to the ski club, you know, the spending kids inheritance clubs of the grey nomads now that are saying, hey, well, we set you up, we gave you an education, perhaps me leaving you money is not the key, perhaps me spending it and having a great time in my retirement is ultimately what I should be doing for me. Do you see still a little bit of a, um, a disparity in that, the ones that are saying I have to leave something behind? Yes, most definitely. Um, I think it, it all comes down to being authentic um, and not doing what you should do, but doing what you actually want to do and really understanding what that is for you. It might take some deep inner work, some, some journaling or some meditating on like what do you want to leave as your legacy? Um, what lights you up? And, you know, it may well be supporting your children or it might be enjoying that and just trusting that they're going to work it out and maybe teaching them the skills that they need before you go, you know, stuff like that. There's no doubt that once we're on the road to huge success in whatever it is that our heart desires, that there are going to be those obstacles that come up and whether that is perhaps an ageing parent, whether that is multi-generational support, whether that is um, healthcare costs. So do you have, um, I guess, a percentage or, as I was saying before, that little buffer that you need to keep in mind for those emergencies and, and how do you plan for those? Is there a strategy? Oh, yeah, definitely. Everyone needs an emergency fund, no matter how old you are. And um, especially as you get older for these, you know, uh, health issues that may be coming up. There's also you can look at insurances like life insurance, income protection insurance, all of that kind of stuff. There's so much you can do um, to uh, support yourself so that you feel safe and so that you're raising that um, calmness and that IQ so that you can make better decisions. And a lot of it does come down to having an emergency fund. How much is in there is up to you. I would say at least six to 12 months of um, essential expenses. Um, and that is, uh, should be at a different financial institution. Right. So like that dinner plate method we we're talking about should be off the table. So you don't even see it. Um, and everyone should have that before they even start on the um, further investment path and stuff like that, because you need to have this um, sense of comfort and safety 
by knowing that if something, if a curveball comes, you're going to be okay. It's not going to trigger that fight or flight response. And that doesn't mean that your IQ drops and you can't make a good decision. So Love, Luck, Wealth came about from your own experience of your divorce and feeling like you were left um, in in the dark, basically, when it came to your own personal finances. What sort of people do you have coming to you now for advice? And are they really at the very beginning of their journey? Or are they sort of already on their way with um, integrating this idea of intuitive with, with financial? Yeah, um, the women that I attract are women who um, have decided that they don't want to just accept what's going on anymore. They want to do something different. They understand that they need to make a change. Otherwise, the same things will just keep on happening. They're ready to do the work they need to do emotionally, energetically, and, of course, financially in terms of setting up their systems and everything. Um, they're women who they may have come through a divorce and they're managing their own money for the first time in a very long time. They might have a, um, a lump sum and they're finding it hard to know what to do with that lump sum because it represents trauma to them and, you know, they don't want to deal with it and they put it to the side even though it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing, money, you know. We've got to stop associating it with negative things, you know. Start seeing it as this is your way forward into your new life and, Money is there to be, you know, to be used and to be put to work. It doesn't like to sit around. Energetically, money will slip through your fingers if you don't pay it attention. You need to put it to work. It loves to work. It wants to make money while you sleep. It wants to help you to up-level your life and get to the next level. So, um, yes, most of my clients um, are either starting their own business for the first time, they've come through divorce, or they just um, want to know what's blocking them energetically from making more money and what's the what what's the story they need to let go of in order to move to that next level because they don't want to stay where they are for those new to you must try it here's three must try gifts that you'll find on my page that's the shelley's picks page when you visit you must number one is collagen lips because what women doesn't want gorgeous natural lip balm number two our longevity or digest tea again who doesn't deserve quality organic tea with beautiful flavors and number three is a sample set of perfume perfum <laughs> you can give a set of six mini clean fragrances that's so you don't have to commit before you buy a bigger bottle of your favorite happy shopping and remember the 15 percent discount will be automatically applied at the checkout that's at you must try it.com all right back to the show. How did you find a mentor for this thought process? Because I've never heard of anything like this before in my life. And I am a little bit uh, taken aback by what we're hearing today, because it is really uplifting for me to hear someone talk about financial status in in such a, um, a motivating and positive way. Where did you find a mentor? Well, um, I just, you know what, when I was in the depths of despair and um, I knew I had to do something because, you know, for the sake of my children and my own sanity, I had to pull myself out of this hole emotionally. So I just set a goal of reading a book every two weeks um, that was to do with either um, making more money or to do with 
just self-help on how to overcome um, challenges and, you know, the feeling of stuckness, all of those self-help genre. Um, and it was then that I came across Feng Shui. Uh, and to me, that was that was just the turning point because I got really into the science behind it and how your surroundings affect your emotions and they're actually a mirror for what's going on with your thoughts and beliefs. Like if you have like a messy space, that's a reflection of what your mind is like. So if you want to think more clearly, it's frightening. Yeah, but one of the most one of the most sensible things you can do is to just clear clear your space, just declutter stuff to make room for new energy to come in. Like you look at a teenager's bedroom; they're usually very cluttered and messy because that's their state of mind. Because they're transitioning between childhood and adulthood, they're very confused. They they're looking for a way through, right? So they're trying out different personalities and different different identities. Um, so of course, it's going to be messy. You know, and that's that's quite acceptable. But as we get older, if you're feeling financially stuck, start looking at the the physical space where you're making your money. If it's at your desk, look at how it's set up. Look, do you have just pictures of your kids everywhere? There's nothing wrong with having a picture of your kids, but not lots of them because it's distracting you from making money. You're constantly (laughs) feeling guilty. <laughs> and, and you won't get it done, you know. So you've got to focus. You're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way you were going about this. This is absolutely blowing yes. my mind. It's um, it's extraordinary. You must have people just tapping into you, thinking that you are their guardian angel. Well, I I, I think this comes from when you're doing something that really is authentic and you're really honestly passionate about it and it worked so well for me and to me it wasn't about what I knew about how to make money I could do that for my clients like I I had clients like some of the richest families in Australia as clients like I was totally at home giving other people financial advice but when it came to myself there was this block and I, for some reason I couldn't put into place all these techniques that I use for other people. So it's not even about what you know. It all starts with what you believe and whether you have these emotional and energetic blocks around you. And a great way to look at that is your surroundings and, you know, start with that because you can control that. You can't control other people. You can only control what's in front of you. So start with that and then next move on to your thoughts and stop the circular negative thought patterns. Forgive yourself for past money mistakes. The past is the past. When you look at your financial situation in terms of your bank balance, for example, if that that is just a starting point, right? What is there is literally just a result of decisions you've made in the past. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's what's going to be in the future. You have the ability to co-create your future. You just have to know what you want. You have to write it down and you have to at least take the first step or two to get there. Um, and energetically, the universe will meet you more than halfway. It wants to help you. It wants to bring you support. And But you need to know where you're going. You need to have the right mindset and vibration. And then, you know, of course, learn about how to make money from money, how to make money while you sleep by, you know, reading books, doing, you know, I, I have courses, I have a book list on my website. There's so much you could do. Um, it's a combination of all sorts of things. It's not just about um, reading 
a book. You're not going to get everything just from one book. It's a whole different realm. We are very complicated creatures. We are human. Like we have, we have emotions. So why are we ignoring it when it comes to money? Work out what these negative beliefs are and emotions and disprove them and change it. You, you, you created your thoughts in the beginning. You can choose to have different thoughts. It, it all happens eventually. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm assuming the end goal isn't the place to start. You can't say, I want to be mortgage free or I want to live in, you know, a holiday location. You know, you've got to start with an actual idea, a business idea rather than an end goal or is the end goal okay and you can work backwards from there? I think it's, yeah, I think it's quite the opposite. I think you need to know the end goal first and most people, especially women, have trouble articulating what they actually want. If there were no limits and your success was inevitable and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you want? Like allow yourself to go there. It just, a lot of women go, oh, I can't, I can't do that because that would be greedy. And this goes back to this conditioning that we've had for thousands of years that women are supposed to put other people's needs first. Even now in children today, female, females, like little girls are still treated differently to boys. There've been lots of studies on this. Boys play rougher, you know, they, they charge forward. The little girls, you know, are quieter, softer, more accommodating to other people's needs. We're, we're still, we're still seeing that, right? So, and if you can imagine the momentum of thousands of years of this, it's really only been in the last 40 to 50 years that women have had financial independence legally. So it's no wonder it's feeling a bit weird for us or we have trouble visualizing that we can have what we want. But you're never going to get there if at least you can't articulate that. So get that out of your head onto paper. You're never going to desire something that's not possible for you. So don't worry about that. It's not your job to worry about how. Yes, you need to take the first step or two and and maybe brainstorm what they are. But then the next step will come. You'll get more information. You'll get, you'll, you'll meet someone synchronously, the right person, the right place, the right time. So be unapologetically hungry. Yes. Know that you deserve it no matter what. And just go out and do it, Julia, is yes. what I'm hearing. Go out and do it. Like, you know, there's lots of uh, internal work to be done um, in terms of identifying why maybe you find it difficult to say what you want. But, you know, start the work. Do what you need to do to raise your vibration. So it all comes down to self-worth, self-respect, and then self-wealth will follow from that. But you're never going to be able to attract the kind of wealth you desire until you believe you deserve it and you believe it's possible. It all starts with the belief. Um, and, you know, because most women, everyone's capable of this, right? We're not financially illiterate. It's just that we're not picking up the books in the first place or doing the courses or or talking to the right people in the first place because we've just assumed that that's not for us, that that's for other people. You just got to start 
we've spoken to the right person. Julia, I have to hang up. I've got shit I need to go and do. I am on a roll. I am fired up. That is the end of this conversation. I am going to report back to you with a mission statement very, very soon. Very good. Very good. I look forward to it. I'm sure you've already got a lot of this stuff sorted, Shelley, but um, I know there's so many women out there who need to hear this stuff that it is never too late to start. Um, There are so many women who started businesses in their 50s or 60s and they've built million-dollar empires and there's no reason why you can't do it too, Um, especially if you're younger, but like all the time, there's, there's no limit on this. There's no like, oh, she can't have that because... Like the universe doesn't say you can't have that. It's not like a parent going, you didn't, you didn't go to bed on time that day. So you don't get a treat. You know, it's not like that. Once you get that out of your head and you realize I'm just as deserving as anyone on the planet, everything is fine and you will attract it. And I think now it's, it's absolutely publicly okay to ask for that in a financial reward as well. A lot of the work that we've done here on the aging project is making ourselves, um, for better people, looking forward to our, our 10-year-older self, you know, manifesting good things, but we've never talked about it yeah. in a financial sense. And I think that's perhaps where a lot of us go wrong. You, you want yeah. good things for yourself, but just for well-being, as opposed to I also need yeah. money to survive. So to give us that, I guess, that green light, Julia, yeah. to say it's okay to want money in your life, I think, as you say, is a really valuable lesson it's a really valuable mantra for us all to put in our little you know goodie bag our our toolkit of wellness it's okay to be financially well as as well and that's not rude to ask for and it's not bullish to go after you've just got to take care of yourself financially as well as emotionally mentally physically yes and you having more does not mean someone has less There is unlimited supply available in the world. You are not taking it away from anyone else. In fact, you can give it to other people and support other people better when your own cup is full. So it's actually quite selfish not to have money because then you can't help the people you want to help. You can't influence the people you want to influence. You don't have the choices. It's it's just shifting the way you see it. So sorry, I could talk about this forever. But um, one thing I did want to mention is... um, if people want to learn more about what their main block is, I have a free money um, quiz on my website. So take that and it will be a jumping off point for you. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Julia, thank you. I cannot wipe the smile off my face. I'm really excited about our conversation today. And you can all <laughs> do the quiz and get started. It is www.loveluckwealth.com. That is where you'll find Julia Scott. We are all on the road to financial independence, but not only that, financial abundance. Julia, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Shelley. Thanks so much. We've been wanting to talk about financial health for a while, and today we are off the starting blocks on this really important topic. We know many of you feel stuck or not in control of your financial health, and together we want to shift that. As women, we can absolutely learn to become financially abundant. We believe everything is learnable at any age, including money, but we do need to start and give it some attention. I agree our ingrained beliefs and attitudes about money is so powerful, 
Those beliefs can absolutely make you feel stuck. And we don't want that for any woman in the Aging Project community, not in 2023. It's time we felt empowered about money and had a seat at the table on this topic. Of course, as with any aspect of our health, beliefs and intentions aren't enough. We need to do the work. But here we are. We're starting. The topic of financial health is so important. It's a flag we're flying, so expect a lot more from us in this space. We want women to feel supported and know the steps and the people who can help in this area. Today's conversation is just the beginning, ladies. So in the words of Jerry Maguire, let's say it together, show me the money. (laughs) Hope that made you smile. I'm off to repeat my new motto, I am financially abundant. I am financially abundant. I am financially abundant. I'll speak to you soon. As always, the Aging Project podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. Always seek medical advice from a qualified practitioner.